Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Violent entrance was not an uncalculated one. 
having been timed perfectly with the thunder. The force with which the door left its rusty hinges did the work of clearing my path inside. Standing next to a door or a window is an amateur's blunder. As one who surprised many a victim, a sudden and loud calamity tends to immobilize one's prey for, at the very least, two seconds. Unless, of course, the prey is derived from more predatory stock, in which case the aforementioned paralysis is appreciably diminished, though never to zero. I was back in the spiral even before the pinwheeling debris scattered across the floor, my searching blade as quick as it was quiet. Yet the room was clear of targets. Detecting no threats, my attention settled upon secondary sites, of which there were several. A small bed, perhaps a crib, was set in the middle of the room. Dry straw filling its bottom, a small impression suggesting a recent occupant. And then there were three strange hats set equidistantly around the thing, all of them metallic and contorted by designs, suggesting unorthodox significance. Finally, my gaze slackened to encompass even less substantive sights. The pot of boiling stew hanging above the fire that filled the cracked hearth. The layer of untroubled dust that covered everything, save the areas where my sudden entrance had disturbed it. Whoever tethered the horses, fixed the stew, and bore the strange hats did so without leaving a trace of their movements. Given the current arrangements of uncertainties, I would not partake of the stew that simmered above the fire, despite how goddamn delicious it smelled. Before I finished my reconnoiter, the air tightened with menace, and the flickering shadows turned towards the fire. <laughs> How like you, my gifts. The voice came from behind, while in front of me, where once only the dirty comforts of an abandoned living room had persisted, now yawned darkness without end. Chunks of a shredded straitjacket strewed the floor, leading away from the crib-like object and into the sudden abyss. I was no deer that leapt at a snapped twig, so I did not step upon the winding way but only stood to my full height and glared into the pitch. The stew, it smells wonderful, but I think I'll pass all the same. <laughs> I do like you, Baron. I love you, in fact. After all, I'm your son as much as your father. I have such family now, so many wonderful children. <laughs> I'm not sure how the math works out in such a claim, but I learned long ago not to argue with lunatics. No offense. <laughs> None taken. And I didn't mean the stew, which is perfectly delicious, by the way. I meant being lifted from bondage. I've put more of your thoughts into the world than was ever allowed before. <laughs> I had to break a few arms to do it. But arms are so provisional. Just prosthetics for an amputated mind. You mean the spiral? <laughs> you mean the spiral? <laughs> you speak of it as if it were a thing you bought at the corner store. Sure, the spiral. How do you like it? Mocking me is never a good idea, whatever you are. But I do enjoy the spiral. 
It suits me. I knew it would. I get the feeling I was brought here. Tricked, for some reason. What do you want? And I wish I could believe you about the stew. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to brag, but I could destroy you in an instant if I wanted to. I have no need of tasty stew to do it for me. And besides, your spiral should be able to tell if it's poisoned or not. Now go and get a heaping bowl of the stuff, and we'll talk while you eat. Hmm. I suppose you're right at that. Very well. Lying creature. It's far more than delicious. It's my first attempt at cooking, <laughs> so I'm glad you enjoy it. Do you intend to come out of darkness while we speak, or do you prefer to hide from me? <laughs> I'm afraid it's for your own good, you see. While stew and straw were easy enough for me to muster, I've yet to master the art of minimizing myself. I'm quite terrible to behold, you understand? More even than your much-expanded mind could admit. At least, not without getting stretched all out of shape. <laughs> but I'll see if I can at least give you some sense of myself. More than I've already imparted, I mean. Prepare yourself! It was hard to believe that anything could draw my attention away from that stew, which was more like manna prepared from beef and potatoes. But when something gargantuan began to stir within the endless abyss, shaking the house if not the earth itself, I found myself begrudging a small particle of my awareness to the unfolding sights. Wind rushed through the room, as what must have been multiple sets of mighty wings unfurled behind the darkness, forcing me to exercise a death grip upon my precious meal. Then, opening like mouths filled with fire, eyes that ate the world, gnawing at the bones of sense and sanity, a gaze that could feast upon the worst sights of hell and ask for seconds. I was fortunate to be bald for I doubted my looks could support a head of shot white hair. Against all odds, I kept my stew from dropping to the floor. <laughs> I told you I was a bit much. There is certainly no doubting your ineffable nature, creature. And it was only by the steadying powers of this magnificent feast that I staved off the worst of your incalculable countenance. But, as a man who would hunt the world, I must assume my courage a match for any sight, no matter how terrifying. All that said, I suppose you can intuit my next question. Ah, uh, yes. What am I exactly? <laughs> Thankfully, there's no precise answer to that question, that I'm aware of at least. But I do have some fun things to say about my condition, if you'd care to hear them. <laughs> Please. 
but right after I refill my bowl. Of course, of course. Learning is every ounce of form of consumption after all. <laughs> there we are. Please, I'm eager to hear these fun things we spoke of. Excellent. Let's get down to it then. Now, where am I? Well, I'm ancient. Prehistoric, even. Though, I am younger than thought, if only by a smidgen or so. Unless, of course, you count me as a dream, which would be fair, I suppose. In which case, I might even be older than thought. Though, to be honest, which I am, painfully so, in fact, I'm more of an exiled dream, if a dream at all. <laughs> you see, sink me into slumber and I'm nothing but a sideshow for the sleeping. But that's not my primary place of residence. Now, I've been solidified by the occasional historical event. A quantum of being for an epoch of chaos. The exchange is never a fair one. At least, not at all now. I've walked alone and desolate across countless broken brain pans. <laughs> a universe of festering potential. And whenever, on those few aforementioned occasions, I saw a little daylight, she came. The queen of cold, dull things to throw me in irons or drown me in a flood of sour, septic compounds. She's out there now, in fact, looking for me. <laughs> Go see for yourself right out that broken window behind you. Finally putting down my bowl, I did as the creature bade me. Moving to the broken window and looking into the distance, I spied something. Something awful. Framed in the royal of pitch and storm, a mountain of putrescence lurched purposefully, its head scraping the bottom of the thunderheads. It stumbled corpulent and horrid across the darkened horizon, pendulous rotting breasts tumbling from its torso like yellow avalanches as it went. The thing's clutching hands were denuded bones, and its face a mask of dead, flaccid skin. Its eyes were pale and dimly aglow, winter stars made from ice and cold silence. I shrank from the window as her gaze swept across the night, both the darkness and the storm flinching at its passage. And what do you call that thing? <laughs> she was my jailer, but no more. Now, I am the laughter that lives beyond breath. A single consolidated choke with zillions of punchlines. I am unbound. <laughs> and, to a lesser extent, so too are you and all the rest. So, you are madness then? <laughs> that all depends. On what precisely? On what you take for the meaning of madness, naturally. I take it to mean that which is irrational. The frenzy of fools and fever dreams. <laughs> then I am not madness at all, for I may be the one and the only creature who can bear the whole of the truth, stare into the sun without blinking. <laughs> you simply mistake truth for logic. Then pray tell, what is madness? Freedom. The real stuff, I mean. Not the illusion. Are you free when you fail to fly like a bird? Are you free when every particle of your being suggests that washing your hands can stop the sun from setting? 
Or perhaps you're free when you finish a day's worth of worthless work and then decide to take a little walk in the park. The dapple of dying sunshine falling across your polka dot sneakers as you waddle along. Exactly what are you exercising, though? Freedom? No, 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 no. Not even close. You live in a little cage of cause and effect, and when the bars occasionally feel cool against your straining skin, you thank the steel for the pleasure. <laughs> you are birds of the inside, never once flown the coop. Well, I mean in general, not you or I, naturally. <laughs> your distinction is philosophical enough, I suppose. Though, I fail to see how any of that connects us. <laughs> exactly! I can't imagine you summoned me here just to tell me all of this, and to supply me with this peerless food, which I do thank you for, incidentally. So perhaps you'd like to tell me what you'd have of me. Hopefully it will not require scraping out your bowels, or losing my clothes, or my eyes, or my sense of direction. <laughs> Please, you're like a child who complains after riding all the rides for free. You've enjoyed yourself this entire time, as you should have. And you sound like you're about to charge me for all those free rides. <laughs> Not at all. I merely wish to direct you to an other part of the carnival. A part you would have ended up at eventually. It's something to do with the hospital the old woman told me about, isn't it? <laughs> very, very good. You plucked it right up from the ether, you did. Hardly. I deduced it. Given the parameters of this situation, the hospital was all that remained to be addressed. In other words, I used logic. You know, the stuff you've been pissing all over. <laughs> you are quite a likable bastard, Baron. Thank you. Now, what about this hospital? Yes, that. I just wanted you to destroy it utterly, and kill the man who runs it, and all his staff. That's it, really. I imagine you would have done as much anyway, but I wanted to make certain. <laughs> oh, and if you could make a message out of the man, I'd certainly be grateful. I see no reason why I couldn't do that. Though, if I've gleaned any morsel of your methods, I suspect you might not have an answer for me. But I'll ask, nevertheless. Why do you want me to destroy this man in his hospital? <laughs> a pesky bit of necessity, I'm afraid. You see, the cold queen of party pooping hasn't wasted any time in trying to rid the world of its new look. She's already trying to head off the worst of whatever happened to the world. One of her little acolytes is performing tests <laughs> to distill the juice of the new madness overflowing the world. I'm sure neither one of us wants the world to return to its previous levels of ho-hummery, so I thought destroying the whole shebang would do us all some good. Wouldn't you agree? The steady beat of whimsical banter obscured the one inference that I should have already made. Wait. This doctor. He has Dylan. <laughs> Why, yes. Do you know each other? I'm far from a fool. You know we do. Hmm. I should have led with that, perhaps. You see, it was your friend I'd first asked to do my little bit of dirty work. That's where he was on his way to when you last saw him, in fact. But alas, just moments ago, he failed, and was captured. So, naturally, I came looking for you. 
It's no surprise that it would be your second choice after Dylan. Or even that he'd failed. He adored the prospect of putting himself at risk. For that reason, we've always worked well together. His mindless overreach guided by my thoughtful calculus. The combination of our respective techniques is generally a pitch-perfect enterprise. Yet, his passion minus my precision is more often than not an unsustainable mess. <laughs> and what about you, Baron? <laughs> How do you fare in his absence? Without Dylan, I tend to suffer the weakness of boredom. A force that compels me to take the risks better suited to him. Though, before we met, I took no such liberties. My feet always upon the spiral. So then, it would be safe to say that you found his madness liberating? Your thinly failed assertions make better shoehorns than showstoppers. Though I take your meaning well enough. But no, Dylan has not liberated me. I would say, however, that his desperate bids to outsmart contingency have forced my awareness all the wider for the additional danger he courts, which, regrettably, has infected me with no small amount of pointless curiosity. Yet the cost is more than compensated when we work together, just not so much when we're apart. <laughs> you twist yourself into a salted pretzel if I'm not escaping my points. Which, by the way, would be more than possible on my watch. As I'm sure you've noticed by now, the world before me was such a glacial drag of pointless time and empty spectacle. The joyless turning of little rusty cogs. All of them joined in the work of denying the implausible, to say nothing of the impossible. I can't say that I find the new circumstances unenjoyable. Though I can't help but wonder how long such a chaotic state might last. Already I've seen signs of the passing of this season of strangeness. Speaking of which, what was it that befell the world? Caused all this oddness? You? <laughs> if only I could take credit for it all! But no, twas not me. Though the rising ridiculousness did lift all lunatics. Thus, why you and I are having a conversation. <laughs> but while all this madness has certainly become me and you, I am only a bit player in a much larger production. Before all the bedlam, I was just so much pilot air in leather straps. And if the shambling mother of monotony has her way, I will be again. What makes this particular man so dangerous to you? Surely a simple doctor poses no threat to the god of madness. You flatter me, <laughs> my spiral-trotting friend, but I am no god. I am, well, something else, I suspect. As to the man, this doctor, he has been given cold gifts from the rancid mother of the dead earth, machines meant to ameliorate the madness that I gifted to the world. They are devices carved from a pale ice of eons worth of turgid necessity, pragmatism, dogmatism, ugh, Mondays. If you wish to injure the world, mock and mutilate its undeserving aristocracy of idiocy, <laughs> then what I have laid before you is no simple task, but a splendid opportunity. Hmm. Sounds as delicious as your stew. Provided, of course, you're not trying to deceive me. 
<laughs> you are a shrewd and calculating maniac, my friend. But I'm afraid your track record concerning recognizing deception, at least as of very recently, is somewhat marred. And what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I hope you never have to find out. For, as I said, I do like you, Baron. Walker of the Winding Way. <laughs> After the thunder, I awoke upon the floor of the dilapidated ranch, the room empty but for a massive bowl filled with that wonderful stew. Even without the steaming food, I would have known the whole thing was not some wispy phantasm, brought about by the convergent powers of storm, darkness, and burgeoning starvation. But I appreciated the reinforcement, nonetheless. Red Mother is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Stephen Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld, and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.